Hi folks, we're back. I bet you've missed us. This is football from across the pond. I've got Johnny with me and I've got a new man, it's Sam. Nice to meet you guys. All right, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Good. Good. We're week one down and it's time to delve into the NFL. As I say, week one's done. I think out of the three of us, Johnny's the only happy person. Um, Sam, you're a Rams fan, guessing from your handle, and I know we've had a quick chat. How did you feel about Thursday night game? Um, I, I think, to be honest, I, it was a bit of an odd one. I think, I mean, I, I before the season started, I put the, I'd said the Bills Rams as a Super Bowl, so this was a nice sort of, I suppose, early view of how it was going to go. Um, <laughs> you're, hope, well. you're hoping it's not. A, you're hoping it's not a full rehearsal. I guess. No, I'm hoping it's not. I, I, I think there was. I think I was, I was saying it. I think there was a level of arrogance about it. It felt a bit underprepared. Um, there were some little things, you know, Higby dropping a couple of catches that were fairly straightforward. Um, yeah, it just it didn't feel right. But didn't feel like you were cooked properly. Didn't feel like maybe underprepared, under underprepared for it. Or? Yeah, a little bit. I think we, you know, I think maybe there was that a bit of still that Super Bowl fever, thinking, you know, we're gonna. We're going to walk this. I mean, yeah, the Bills are a top team, but, you know, we're the Super Bowl champions sort of thing. And it did feel a bit like that. I mean, I think was it um, Stefan Diggs's touchdown. Our, uh, Rams, Ramsey just let him go. As if he, yeah, he did. You know, he just almost just gave up. Although yeah. Ramsey does have a bit of a history with that, but he does seem to, he did just seem to switch off and just let him run past him. Just... Yeah. I mean, Ramsey, is, for me, is one of those cornerbacks. I mean, he is arguably one of the best or the best at the moment, but I think he, uh, yeah, I think he, it's that level of arrogance where he thinks, oh, well, I'll let him go because I'll eventually catch him, it'll be fine. Um, and in this instance, he didn't, and, you know. A couple of things, wasn't there? 31-10. I mean, as you say, the Bills are hotly tipped for the um, AFC Championship and straight everyone thinks the Bills are going to be in the next Super Bowl, and yeah, it's like an interesting Super Bowl rehearsal but I think probably tempered from the Rams side with the first game since the Super Bowl at home, probably more of a celebration, more of a look back with Super Bowl champions. You wonder whether or not they lost sight of the fact that this was actually, you know, a proper game rather than a bit of a preseason warm-up intro. Look at us, we're champions. Everyone talks about Super Bowl hangovers as well. So, you know, you got to hope with the Falcons. Are you away at the Falcons or the Falcons in SoFi? Uh I think we're away to the Falcons. I think. But, so you got you got you got to hope for a response there. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those games. I, I know that there was there was talk after the the Bills game. I think where where the um, the press conference is situated, the room for the press conference is right outside the uh, the Rams um, <laughs> locker room, and there's that apparently there was room uh, rumors going around that. They could just hear McVeigh absolutely going absolutely nuts at them. So I think I think I saw something. Somebody mentioned it was like a garage door, like a just a roller door between the locker room and where the interviews were going on. And all they they couldn't do an interview until Sean McVeigh had kind of finished, literally unleashing on the team, yeah. which goes to show that he's still got the passion. I suppose. Yeah, I think I think it'll be. I can see as. I mean, I'm not going to say the Falcons is going to be an easy match. I mean, look at what they did this week to to the Saints. Um, nearly beating them, but I think mm-hmm. I'd like to think that we will potentially, you know, put up a good 
good number of points and hopefully the defence will stand up and, yeah, bounce back win, I think. And Johnny, for you, you were actually off to a flyer. Giants, it's a, it's a good week for New York Giants this week. Jets lost, Giants win. Yeah, well, I didn't look at that at halftime. Again, they were <laughs> all us and absolutely humping us. And they just, I don't think they almost think it was too easy and didn't really try. And then Barbie had that big run, set up the touchdown. And then mm. even though Jones threw a terrible interception beforehand and got the ball back again and scored another touchdown to. I was a bit short going for the two points, but then I think I woke up the kids up when they scored. <laughs> I bet. I bet you woke up half the island, didn't you? But that was, it was great, but it was good to see mm-hmm. you better fight again and Barkley looking fit. He looks Obviously, really good. He does. A few years ago, a few years ago, they wouldn't have caught him down the touchline, but again, mm-hmm. yeah, I did uh, once. Once he broke that, he's, 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 he's probably his longest fully padded run for a yeah. while. But I mean, he does. He has maybe kind of. Do you think he's exceeded expectations of coming back? Because, you know, coming back for an injury like that, everyone thinks well, nah, he's never going to be that. But that, I mean, your O-line was giving him some big holes there. So yeah, and the two that, point that can only bode well. Mm. The two-point conversion was all him, though, because he did get stopped and he kept on, he got through and got in. Yep. But did you, that's, if Dayball's going to do that, then you've got to go for it, you know. And, yeah, but, Coach throws you in for two. You've got to, you've got to do it. You've got to back him, haven't you? And like you say, it's going to some, it's going to work sometimes. It's not going to work other times. But let's say it was a game. It's almost like a football term, a game of two halves. Mm-hmm. So, sure. I mean, yeah. I know all about that from Sunday. I mean, the Niners oh, yeah, was crazy, a, like, crazy game. They were cruising it for half time on Sunday, and then just I don't know, brain fade. As Shanahan said, it all went wrong from second from half time onwards. He just couldn't get them off the field in the second half. He could get given away penalty after penalty. I think we ended up. Fortunate enough, I think the, the Broncos have actually just just snatched the worst penalty of the week uh, from us on Monday night. But like twelve for one hundred and six yards, I think we had twelve for one hundred and five or something. And you know, we just literally gave the game back to the back to the Bears. And the monsoon weather in Chicago certainly wasn't conducive to a decent running game or a decent game of football. But yeah, a, a game of two halves definitely. We just completely fell apart in the second half, um, which. And, you know, after the Rams losing, everyone was thinking, "Well, this is our chance." You know, open up a gap against them in the in the in the NFC West. We thought, "Yeah, it's great." Cardinals losing against the Chiefs, it was it set up for us to win that game and, and take a good step forward. And we couldn't even get that done. And then shock horror of all of all things for the for Sam and I, you know, the the Seahawks managing to to beat Russell Wilson on his return was a, just a nobody saw that one coming. I don't think. Yeah, that, that was a baffling, absolutely baffling decision. To you've got you paying someone two hundred fifty five, two hundred fifty six million pounds or dollars, fourth and five. It's, it's his bread and butter stuff, right? You, yeah. You've seen Russell Wilson do that for years against teams all across the, the NFL, but, but especially more likely the 49ers. You know, he will make a fourth and five look easy. He'll run around. He'll keep the play going, and he'll find an open receiver. Why would you? waste 20 odd seconds of play clock then call a timeout then not even go for the fourth and five is it a 64 yard attempt yeah. in seattle i mean the guy who was kicking it, i don't think he's ever made anything over 60 yards or something and he's, it's he's like, done it one, one and eight and the stats are totally against you you go for fourth and five there surely i mean any any team would go for fourth and five but any team with russell wilson on a 256 million almost guaranteed for five-year contract First game back at Seattle, 
and you can't you go to, out with a whimper. It's you got to, you got to hand him the ball. And and the thing is, even if he doesn't make the throw, you know he's going to rush for five yards. He'll he's going to yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's going to run around long enough to either you know get an open receiver or make those four or five yards on the run. It's it baffled you right. It just was like brain fade on the on the coach's side. I don't know. It's quite odd, you know, that was the whole point of Russell Wilson going to Denver is he wanted the freedom, he wanted to be able to play what he does and, you know, do those fourth and fives and whatever. And then on the first opportunity they get, they don't even give him the ball. It made no sense. Well, I watched the game in the Manning cast and even like early on in the game, Peyton Manning kept going on about how they had never played any preseason games, any of the players. And you mm. could tell because they were rusty. And I hate preseason games because there's so many injuries happen, but none of them played, so they only played together in practice. Didn't actually play on a proper field with the pads on and the hitting and all that. And it probably tell in the end. That's probably why they were maybe not confident going for it because maybe. they were scrappy the whole game. Because if they'd been even fifty percent better than what they're there, they'd be the hammer GL. Yeah, I mean they were like two, two fumbles. What was it two fumbles on a one yard line? Coughed the ball up. It, oh, it yeah, that clean, one you know. at the end was just crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's almost like Seattle knew what you were going to do. Let's let's do it again. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of man management, a lot of game management, a lot of question marks all like, all across the NFL, though, with some of the decisions towards the end. A lot of kickers were, were highlighted, I know, this week. I know I'm just reading that uh, Colts have waived their kicker because um, of his performance. So he's been waived, and the Colts are looking for a new kicker. So well, a lot got, of they, games they've are... got rid of Blankenship. Yeah, they've, <laughs> that, they've that's waived him. That's a baffling decision. That that's it's crazy, isn't it? It's just the, the thing. Was it, in the league. was it last year or the year before? He was, I think, in fancy. He was like, probably he was top no, kicker this, in the... the year before yeah, last, was, last year. Before, yeah, before, he was on IR. I mean, I, I had him in a couple of leagues. It's like he was going dead cheap in the last round it's like well hang on he two seasons ago he was like the best kicker in the league he's got to be all right and then oh they picked up mclaughlin mclaughlin and another boy they put in the practice squad so yeah so one of them but it was the weekend well yeah one of them's walking straight into a contract aren't they it's a but uh, you know any big surprises other than the ones we've mentioned big shocks big sort of unexpected wins i wouldn't i mean for me it's not an unexpected win i think but as for as far as an unexpected performance, the Houston Texans absolutely like they. When I, I watched that, obviously watched it on Red Zone, and mm. they just seemed to look a completely different team from last year. Um, I know they've obviously had a lot of changes, and they are still in a rebuild. But that performance, I think, was for me one of the better performances of the of the week. I mean, you know, mm. you can talk about the likes of Chiefs and and the Bills and that the obvious ones, but I think for me. The, the Texans were just was something different. There's something different about them, and I think yeah, it's it's gonna they were gonna be an interesting watch. It'll be an interesting because yeah. the Texans are always one of those last ones you think of in the NFL. I don't know, you know, apologies to any Texans fans listening, but they're, they're one of those last teams. They don't really have an identity that kind of grabs you, and, and you don't really think about them. But as you say, a total rebuild year expected with everything that's going on so for them. Then they weren't exactly given a lot of. Um, credit in any of the media in the lead up to the season everyone's kind of stalking of them being you know getting first round draft pick next year type thing so the fact that they've come out with a bit of something about them maybe shows that the chip on the shoulder is is uh helping them well they're not 20 points to six up like they, were, they were two touchdowns clear mm. going into the third quarter or something like that so 
then Jonathan Taylor got the ball, and that was it. So. Just, you kind of think, well, what were the Colts not giving you? You just got to feed that guy. Eventually, he's going to get you some. But, but Ryan, some Ryan didn't look good. Again, Ryan looked pretty bad at some parts. Like. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about how. Because I think obviously in the build-up, you had the Ryan going to the Colts and how Wentz mm. wasn't good enough to be at the Colts. And it's, it's the Colts like the fifth first round of the Colts have picked up in the last year. I mean, you know, they're just rolling through them on a one-year basis at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. whereas Wentz looked pretty good for Washington. The complete opposite. He, he, looked, he seems to have found, well, he seems to have a really good uh, rapport with Curtis Samuel already, which is quite, mm-hmm. from a, especially from obviously from a fantasy football perspective, I don't think many people have picked up Curtis Samuel as a... Well, Most people have gone Terry McLaughlin and they've done it because they've gone with McLaughlin because, you know, giving him the big contract. So he's going to obviously get fed the ball. And now it's like, I suppose a lot of, there's been a lot of, Left field players in fantasy that have come through for week one, and as there always is, I think Sammy Watkins ended up being one of the big scorers for you know, and you know, the back the Packers didn't look good either. Oh, god, yeah. no, they look bad, they didn't. I mean, kudos to Miami, you know, they've kept their run going. Patriots look like they stunk a, a little bit, but you know, Miami have Mike Daniel's got his first win under his belt as well, so there's a number of couple of nice little stories going there. But yeah, I suppose, as you say, no real major shockers apart from the Bears 49ers, I think was probably the biggest upset. Yeah. And Bears, oh, the, sorry, the Niners have just had to put Mitchell and IR, haven't they? Yeah. And I think signed. We just, I think we signed, this, we signed the safety who we picked up for the, like, the last preseason game. So we picked up the, the, the Smith, I think, the ex-safety and tried out. I think like seven different running backs. I think Coleman was in there. I think I think Marlon Mack from the, the guy that the Texans just released. He he kept tried out as well. So yeah, he's, no, on, he's on your practice squad now. Is it? Is he signed? Or we just signed into the practice squad? Yeah, so there you go. Um, we've just seen that on Twitter before before we joined. It was that they said Marlon Mack had gone to your practice squad. So I mean, he's he's not he's not going to be one to. Probably take the mantle in terms of leading, leading running back at all. But well, well, your leading running back is Lance. Your second running back is Debo, and your yeah. third one's Wilson. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. Yeah, no, you know, Shanahan's no no slouch when it comes to giving the ball to whoever's kind of going to get you yards. But it was quite telling that you know neither you know we offset our last year's third round draft pick has been waived to the to the Eagles, and even the one this year didn't even make the squad for the. You know the, the opening game, so that's either quite telling that we're going to be, you know, for a fantasy point of view, we're going to be absolutely a nightmare for anyone trying to pick a running back out of the 49ers because who knows who it's going to be, who's going to be suited up. Which, yeah, we said that a few podcasts ago. Remember, it's just yeah. <laughs> yes, we did say that. Don't 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 put your money yeah. on any 49ers running back, didn't we? Yeah. But it's just yeah. I'm assuming you probably said the same about the Rams because I mean I, I, oh, I don't don't even get the start of the Lakers. I had one of my teams and. Yeah, just killed me on one of my teams as well. It's like, why? I had Stafford and Acres in my main league, and it just no. Acres for me, I think, is I don't know. It's I, I don't know if he's there's obviously something going on in the, in that maybe you know McVeigh doesn't trust him because even against the Bills, I mean, to be fair, you put Acres in at the Bills, he was going to get steamrolled anyway, and that actually did happen in a couple of the the snaps that he took, but. Yeah, he, I think that's. I mean, I'm I'm glad that we didn't get rid of because there was rumours Henderson was going to be going. So I'm glad we didn't because mm. I, I, I think as a running back, he's a bit more of that stronger build, 
you know, bit of a bruiser rather than. Yeah, yeah but he reminds me a bit of um, of Madison in a way. He's that sort of like that sort of build in terms of a runner, but yeah, he really he, he he did really well. I think in for most people, I think he's he's now tipped to be the number one running back for the Rams. But yeah, you'll probably find that a lot of people will put him in their team. And, and then <laughs> he'll get three Akers. touches next week, and Acres will come back and yeah, run over a run over the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fourth fed acres in the playoffs. Remember, when he did fumble a couple of times at crucial times. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just not done that great in the like training. Maybe. I mean, thought, as the, but... everyone was saying, it. You know, he's just coming back from an injury. He rushed back for the playoffs at the end of the year. Was it too soon? Is he still not fully there? Who you know? Maybe, as you say, McVeigh's not really trusting his recuperation just yet. Hard to say. But Stafford did seem to be cup heavy. I suppose. Oh, um, so again, blind spots. This probably comes to the you know we were talking about the the Broncos and how they didn't really look like a team that had been you know in preseason throwing and playing with each other. I think you're getting that a bit with with you know the likes of Alan, maybe Alan Robinson because I mean I I'm, I'm not gonna lie I've gone extremely heavy on him this year in fantasy and it really hasn't paid off in week one but you know. There was talk it's a long game, yeah, and there was there was there was a lot of discussion that apparently he was working really hard to, um, he was starting to work really hard in training. He was linking up with Stafford well, and but yeah, it just seems to didn't, didn't seem to manifest itself in, in the game, did it? I suppose. Yeah. But again, it might be another bounce back week, and he he pulls out a big score against the Falcons. So exactly, and it's, it's one of those games, and it's hard to say that any of the you know, the surefire hits in fantasy one this week. Justin Jefferson, I think everyone knew that JJ was going to be up there. and He's proving his worth. McCaffrey seemed to be okay. Barkley, people have pulled him, but, you know, even Derek Henry really set the world alight. Anything like that. Cup didn't have, you know, the greatest game. He, you know, well, I suppose for him, not the greatest game, but, you know, he was certainly targeted enough. But some of those sort of early rounders didn't really shine is it just rust? Is it just first game of the season? Have we forgotten? Is, are we all kind of hype trained up and forgotten that the first game is always a bit of a, a car crash of rust and, and forgetting how to, you know, certain things don't work when I mean, you're up against players who are, you know, going 100 miles an hour at you rather than practice squads and pre-season games. I suppose there's a bit of that for everyone. Well, Eckler did nothing much in charges either. Tony Michel was mm-hmm. running the ball more than him. And he even had uh, the third <laughs> running back running. And- it's crazy yeah, when you block. think about Sonny Michelle, they just picked him up, didn't they? Literally as a, yeah. a sort of practice squad waiver. And I was mm. looking on like Red Zone, it's like Michelle's running, it's like, what the hell's happened to Eckler? Mm. <laughs> I was scrolling through Twitter to find out if he's injured or anything like that. Yeah. And well, Najee Harris yeah. was another one, wasn't he? Yeah. He's well, another he is one. Injured now, though, so it's three, three, is, four is weeks. He? Yes. Is it? I'm, I'm hearing mixed rumours that he's in or he's out or he's foot. Well, he was out on the walk and on Monday, and I think the record could be three weeks, but they're. They're going for like a second, third opinion, I think. So, yeah, just a mess with the fantasy too. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. really got. A, well, I mean, I think is it Warren's their backup? I mean, I don't yeah. think the one really. I mean, the other one's Snell. I think. I mean, they're in completely their, untried, their right? Or is really, really quite weak. But mm. I mean, that was. I mean, you look at some of the the. I suppose what each class is the the bigger backs. I mean. When Caffrey got injured, there was no one really to replace him. And when Derek Henry got injured, there was no one really to replace him. 
So, you know, I think there's, you're lucky if as a team, like, I mean, like the Niners, like the Packers and, you know, Vikings to a certain degree that you can have at least one or two running backs that are, you know, not necessarily decent enough. But decent yeah, enough, yeah. Having a decent backup. I suppose that's true. You don't, you know, all your eggs aren't in one basket, like the Colts, like, you know, you know, as you say, the Titans last year when Henry was out for those weeks just fell off the rails because they are, you know, or were a one-trick pony. And, you know, it, a, a player like that goes down and you, your whole game plan falls apart because it's built around him. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see where, will running backs by committee take over and will it just end up being more of a, I mean, it already is moving towards like you know, a pass-friendly league from, since the, you know, since I've watched it, the change from, you know, old-fashioned leagues and, you know, actually being able to hit hit receivers and whatever else, that's kind of gone out of the game completely. It is definitely a quarterback and a receiver-friendly league now. It's going to keep going that way if injuries and running backs start going the way they're going. Yeah, it's that there's... There doesn't seem that to be that attraction towards having to be well, not, whether it's being a running back or or having a running back. It seems to be. You look at the, most of the teams nowadays. I think that there's probably a handful which are run first now. Mm-hmm. And you'd look, you'd you'd say Baltimore with that one, but that's only because of their quarterback rather than you know their running. Back. I don't think even Dobbins yeah, even played look, this week, did he? Yeah, but look at him at the weekend. Look at his throws. <laughs> Yeah, I had Duvernay on the bench like 21 points. Was like, I think Thanks, he's, yeah. he's definitely surprised everyone with those throws. And I think I, I know I know a few people that had put bets on him to get a, t, uh, a Russian TD and he didn't, he didn't even get near didn't, it. Didn't even go anywhere near that. That's crazy. Did he, to think rush, did he rush much at all in the game? Because I didn't think he did. Like, but, no, I, I haven't seen the stat line, but I don't think he, I mean, three or four yards max, maybe, you know, but, you know scrambles out but not designated runs or anything like that so his arm, his arm looked pretty good for a change so yeah. yeah who knows i mean i, I mean we, everybody had the ravens pegged as run heavy and now suddenly maybe maybe everyone needs to reassess that because you know we've got a decent receiving core there actually yeah what's the fact is he's playing for a contract is he not so well he's on the shop window for now definitely because so... i'm hearing rumors he turned down 260 odd million but he because he yeah, wants cause... the same he wants, he wants the same as Watson, yeah. He wants the Watson contract and yeah. well, you, you carries on playing like that. <laughs> he spent that much, he's been injured that much because he runs so much and he gets hit so much. He wants money mm-hmm. guaranteed so he can still play like that and if he doesn't get to play again, he's got the money. Yeah. He doesn't want to be I mean, left like Jimmy G or whatever. I mean, you, just, you don't want to yeah. sign up a 250 million contract but it's only you know 40 million guaranteed and incentives yeah. and whatever else and this season he goes down with a bad knee injury and that's it it's done isn't it so you can't as you say you can't knock him for wanting to take care of business side of it because it's not like the ravens can say he's not worth it no it's, another team will snap up in two seconds right? so. absolutely if he if they can't work it out he's he's gonna if he hits the open market that that would madness is he not his own agent as well? He's not got an agent. He's I think yeah, I think he's he's doing everything himself. He's yeah. doing the whole management and the whole lot. So yeah, it's not like he's got agent fees to worry about either. Yeah, well then sometimes the agents are worse. So. <laughs> the, well, so the, the wide receiver agent did all right for himself this off season. Oh right, he did. Right, yeah. Was it because of it? It was the same agent and the same stable of what you know wide receivers is. Was it a market that was? you know almost engineered for his you know 
representatives to get paid. You know, it's almost like that. You, you know, you certainly don't think that they wanted to get traded away. So was it the agent who made those trades happen? Yeah, probably in Philadelphia, yeah. So. Definitely seems like the Philly one was definitely not um, because the player's was, choice. No, I think Burks was the leading receiver, I think, for the Tennessee at the weekend, Ken, for wide receiver-wise. I think he had like mm. four receptions, five receptions, but still. You know, you yeah. don't expect your rookie, you know, first-round draft pick to be your well, leading receiver, do you? That was one fifth. I had, I, well, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't say an issue, but I maybe a intrigue in is that you know they obviously brought in woods and i think he only had two targets at the weekend yeah i think heliard had more targets and he he go he's got two touchdowns so not good but uh, aj brand did all right at philly though didn't he yes they had a good first half i don't know if he did much in the second half but didn't not so much didn't need it after his first half showing so yeah it's interesting and how did um i, I missed it but how did Devontae adams do it um, Vegas, as he oh, he was calm. he got about 12 targets, 12 he got 12 catches for 100 odd yards and a touchdown or something like that. Yeah, it was, just, it was a typical Rev. Adams performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Typical, was it? Yeah, so yeah, well, and it's not Rev, like Rev they so just completely ignored Renfrew and just went for Adams. I think Waller had one big catch in the game, but nothing really much apart from that. And it was all Adams, so. Adams, Adams, Adams. It'll be, I mean, if they carry on like that, the defenses are going to be. You know, double teaming him all over the place. Mm-hmm. Which maybe, maybe their plan. You know, fall the defenses and then go back to Renfrew and Waller. It's one of those. I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch because you know Adams, he, he does need to be double teamed, and you know there is <laughs> arguments to say that he should be triple teamed. But then, you know, you take you put all your defenders on him, and you've got Waller there straight away. You've got Renfrew, who is a capable wide receiver. Um, and Brandon Bolden had a couple of catches as well, I think. Yeah. He was still in the league league, but yeah. Yeah, we'll get that, I suppose, don't you? And as you're saying, AJ Brown at Philadelphia is going to be another one. I think, you know, you have to double team AJ Brown. We found that out to our costs against the Titans towards the end of the season last season when he kind of he almost ran away with the game. He just couldn't we just couldn't stop him on a single coverage. So the same will happen there. Those big receivers will get that extra you know, defensive cover and it will open it up for the wide receiver twos and threes on the on the roster that you don't really think of. But then I think they had four different rushing touchdowns like Gamewell got one, Sanders got one, Hertz got one, and even Barton Scott got one. Yeah. And just like names that you wouldn't have didn't game one as well. Yeah, he got the third one, I think. Yeah. Sanders got the second and Scott got one at the end as well. Yeah. When you've like, I mean, got three running and all of them get a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Johnny just gonna think about thinking ahead for this weekend, how are you how are you feeling about your next matchup for the Giants? Uh um I'm not hundred percent sure because Baker did actually look quite good for Carolina, you know what I mean? And you've got CMC who's had one game under his belt, so it's gonna be a bit mm-hmm. more again, he still looked a bit rusty, but again, he had some nice touches and nice little catches, but hopefully. We can do something, but the defense did not look good in the first half. So if they start like that again, bit, there's no way they're coming back. Like, but a bit porous early on. But then, if your row line continues to make those giant holes for, for Saquon to run mm-hmm. through, you're going to be keeping them on the field a bit longer, hopefully. Well, like Jones was a bit better. You know, he had he had the fumble, but it was it was, it was a good sack to get the ball off. And apart from that silly interception at the end, which nearly mm-hmm. cost the game, 
he had one of his better games. So it does help having Barkley running like that. So if he can run like that again, it will certainly help. But... So to take the pressure off him, would not it? Would mm-hmm. you say, Sam, you're looking... Cool. I don't think, think Shepard's going to be that up and down the field again. So. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Probably a bust there. Almost, that was almost as open as uh, the Bears receiver was across the field. Yeah, yeah right. He right. Against yourself, yeah, okay. yeah, right. All right. All right. <laughs> Easy now. So we're supposed to be friends here. Let's, let's just because you're on the one and oh, don't need to rub it in too much. And yeah, Sam, you're saying you. No, so. <laughs> well, let's let's just see what we talk about next Tuesday. I mean, obviously, Sam, you've got the, the Falcons. You're hoping for a big, big kickback from the Rams after the bit of a disappointing start. Yeah, I think it'll be a. a, a, a I mean, it's like I say, it's if if we perform, if we perform like we did against the Bills, then that when we're, there's something to worry about. Then I think if we turn up, even you know, uh, even you know, half the team we were against in the Super Bowl. Well, maybe not in the lead up to the Super Bowl, will be absolutely fine. I think the the Falcons show that they, although they can, you know, hold, well, they can get into a, a good lead, they will leak points, and that's what happened, obviously, against the Saints. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't be in an issue. Um, I'd just, I, I would like to see Stafford, you know, use his weapons a bit more. I know he obviously he has a really good connection with Cup, but he needs to look at others because you can't just always rely on Cup to dig you out the hole every week it's not gonna it's just not gonna happen eventually eventually someone's gonna find a way to stop him aren't they right yeah or they're just gonna and it, <laughs> it's just gonna take about one or the other yeah and obviously i'm just thinking you know i know atlanta have got two really big you know receiving weapons with like london and uh, pips in there and as we mentioned earlier ramsey needs to have his head on a swivel and, and kind of be engaged all the time there because those are big targets for mario to just lob the ball up to and they'll be able to get a couple of those your defence needs to kind of come to the play. Yeah. I mean, guess so Pitts didn't do much last weekend. So. No. But then you've got to mind the Atlanta defence is not going to be as good as the Bills. No, there is the that. Pressure, the Bills defence did under. And, you know, Vaughn Miller just like he, five years ago, he was just unstoppable. So yeah. you're yeah. not going to get that this weekend. So hopefully I'll get more time to maybe look somewhere else. Yeah, I mean we have not to do that, though. Bobby Wagner didn't have his have his best week for us. Um, I don't think. I don't think he was he was very quiet during the the opening game. You know, maybe him step up this week, uh, mm. especially with like Pitts, he'll probably be able to keep an eye on him. But then also, you know, find those gaps to get to uh, Mariota. I think Mariota had a good. He he, he ran a few, didn't he? A few rushes. Scrambled a bit, yeah. Scrambled a bit. Scored. Scored. I've got him. In- it was my only. I ended up getting lumbered, but it was him or I can't remember. But in one fantasy league, I ended up in. I had to, he was the. I was in there. I'd missed the. You know, you're in the wrong section of the of the draft, and you missed the quarterback run, and then suddenly what you're left with was just you know not great. But yeah, I know he he scored reasonably well this week. So yeah. I'm hoping maybe bump him yeah. off. I think again, it was Ramsey was Ramsey's. I suppose my biggest weapon in terms of the. the the passing um, defense, but he played a lot in the slot last. Well, I played him a lot in the slot, which was I thought was a bit bizarre. But he does, he does some. McVeigh does like to put him in there sometimes, um, and I think maybe with someone like Pitts, he might want to keep Ramsey in the slot to deal with him. Hmm. Uh, I think London's still got. He, he looked good, but I think he's still got a lot to. 
he's still he's still a rookie, isn't he? So he's yeah. still going to have to learn the the bumps and get all the little tricks of getting open and staying open. I think you know a lot of receivers take a take a while to learn how that separation works and how to keep it. I think you're right with Ramsey being there, as Johnny says. Hopefully your defense gets a bit more pressure on Mariota. You got more chance of Ramsey being more of a ball hawk than a, in the coverage side thing, and he'll probably come to the fore on that side. Yeah. Yeah, and the 49ers have only got a, a small case of the, uh, the the current division leaders coming to uh, Levi Stadium in the, in the Seahawks, which is a bit of a pain. But uh, I can't. I'm still a bit shocked that they're they're one and zero, and it's you know a grudge match of all grudge matches. And we all thought, and Sam, I'm sure you agree with me from an NFC West perspective, we thought the Seahawks were going to be you know the whipping boys of this division. We thought you know rebuild and all the stuff. You know. Yes, they've got a ton of draft picks. Yes, they offloaded Russ and whatever else, and it's a rebuilding session. Somehow they're the team with a win. It's it, yeah, I think from a 49ers perspective, we just need first of all, hopefully it's not raining, although the weather doesn't seem so great in San Francisco for the uh, for the game. But you know, Trey didn't look too bad. Most of the offense seemed to click as well as it could. We just need to kind of clean up that discipline which was shocking with the amount of penalties and the amount of time that we let Chicago off the hook so as long as we can clean that up we should be okay but, you know it's only two matches early on but then they never threw to just, him again just the rest of the game couldn't, couldn't find him just I don't know what happened but the game plan two, just went a little bit off two for two for 43 yards and that weather was pretty good and then you just never target him again yeah. although Juan Jennings had a nice game he's like 64 yards at four targets so yeah but so you, you did, yeah. spread it around a bit, but as you say, you know, Debo is probably going to end up being our main weapon either out of the backfield or the wide back. It's good to see he didn't, you know, shirk away. away from playing wide back again after all the off-season noise. Okay, I'll be back. Hope so. I mean, it was. It seemed to be. Yeah, we do. We do miss him when he doesn't play, and you know, from a not just a blocking perspective, but just from a, a sheer sort of energy perspective, when he's not on the pitch, it does seem to be a little flatter than you know, any other time when he's on there. But I think it was just a, a, a niggle. I don't think it was anything serious that kept him out. But just, you know, week one, you don't want to trial. You don't want to risk him, especially in a, a pitch that would look more like a swimming pool than an actual field. Definitely. Yeah. He had a relatively bad injury last year, didn't he? He missed a fair yeah. few. Yeah, he missed a fair few last yeah. yeah, I think he was, was a dodgy, it's, it's fine. Yeah, with dodgy pass to him on a, on a short sort of flat out and you know, I think Lance threw him a ball that was too high and got tackled with a straight leg. So I think he was out for a while with a knee injury. So we missed him then. So yeah, it'd be good. We do need Kittle back for it, hopefully as much of a season. I don't think it's he's, he's starting to get that kind of rumbling of yes, he's a great tight end, but he's slightly injury prone because you don't get a full season out of him. You haven't had a full yeah. season for a while. But when he came back, he was catching everything. He was getting like a hundred yes. yard games and catching unbelievable catches it was unreal like but yeah just get him on the field yeah. you just got to keep him there what, what is the feeling in in some front for Trey Lance I know last season there was a bit of murmurings that he wasn't going to be good enough oh, it, it's it depends on which side of the fence you look at you know at the moment there's it's like social media Twitter side of things is just either one or the other. it's like completely binary black and white you know they're all saying it was the whole the reason we lost was Trey Lance's fault that weekend. I'm not sure how you can how you can work that one. It had nothing to do with it. You know, the, the offensive line wasn't great. 
the defense was shocking with their defensive penalties and you know, he did okay up in the first, you know, as I say, first half and the first half of the third quarter, we were fine. So you can't put it all on Trey. And then you've got everyone else clamoring, going, well, put Jimmy back in, put Jimmy back in, put Jimmy in. He's not ready. He's not ready. I think the UK side of it, I've spoken a lot with the UK 49ers group. The guy's a rookie, in effect. He's literally a rookie. It's his first season of playing football in two and a half years. He's going to get learning. He's going to be rusty. He's going to do things which a rookie is going to do. He's got the up. The ceiling is there. I think you can see that from some of the plays that he did in the, in the first half. You say some of those hits to Ayuk over the middle look look good. There was a couple of throws there that looked really good. So the ceiling is there. The potential is there. It's just does he get enough time to develop and grow? Much like you know. Everyone says there's a there's a Josh Allen esque quality to him, but you know Josh Allen's first season was shocking. Yeah. Does Trey Lance get the same sort of time to build and grow and learn? Yes, he's had a season sitting and watching. If he can come in and do that level, then you know the Forty Nine ers should be okay. Well, they're going to have to give him the chance because they've given away that much future to get him. So yeah. they are all be Lance. So it's not. Much you can do about there's, there's no there's no ifs and buts. It's not going to be like Trey. Well, yeah, it's three or four iffy games, and we'll put Jimmy in. We've given away the the next you know three years of the draft picks. We have to play him. He has to learn. And the only way he's going to learn is by being in there and going through stuff like the game on the weekend. Yeah, because he's not had much of a college career, has he? So I think this is he had to sit no, he's, in, So yeah, he sat, had to set out his last year of college. Well, I think he played one game in the last year like, of college. He's like an extra rookie because he's almost a rookie from college because he's played that level yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big step up. And he'll, he'll do well, I think. It's just, especially that system that they play. But you, you need Kittle there to help him. You need yeah. to spread the ball a bit more instead of just going through Debo because you're going to end up knackering Debo. But he has health issues sometimes, so you can't. Last year was good, but he's always been injured before. Yeah, he's always had niggles yeah. and stuff. And the more you, the more you put him in a wide back and getting out and running out of the backfield, like, like, like yeah. yeah, absolutely, like all the other running backs we're talking about. So yeah, he does need to spread it around a bit. We do need a, you know, to get the weapons open. But you know, the Shanahan offense is all about misdirection. It's all about moving people around. Maybe the weather played a part on that. You know, you couldn't do all those motions and whatever else. The weekend well, because you end, end up falling over in your face because of the book and the weather. So, yeah, he's in the right position. I think out of the rookie class of last year, he's probably got the best opportunity to succeed with what weapons he has around him. It's just does he get the chance to? Does he give the time? And you know, from a Niners perspective, I hope we give it to him because he is going to be there for the next five six years. Yeah, it's it's sort of a now or never situation, really, with 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 a quarterback like that. I mean. It's, it's, it reminds me a bit with you know the noise that was coming out of out of Miami with Tua was do you give him chance do you not give him the chance and yes last year they gave him the chance but I think this year you, I mean you throw you give him if if he can't produce a Tyree kill I mean then you've got a worry <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, no. you see he looked okay in first in the first week. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, Miami are in that situation. I think they had the opportunity. A couple of quarterbacks kind of came on the market and they kind of stuck with Tyrion. It was like, well, this is it. Yes, they've had some issues with off-field stuff, so they've lost a couple of draft picks next year where they're almost now in a position where like, you kind of are stuck with Tua now. So he's got to he's got to start performing. And they've given him enough of a sporting cast down there now 
got him a new head court, you know, a new head coach who's got the same sort of offensive mindset that Shanahan's got. He's going to bring that sort of misdirection and a load of motion and stuff down there. So it should all work out for him, you know, with somebody like Tyree Kill, if he can't get the ball in his hands, then there's going to be question marks soon enough. Well, here you've got Tyler, you've got Jalen Waddle as well. He looked good. He had a nice catch and run for the touchdown. So yeah, and you've got Edmonds catching the ball at that field. And it's a shame because yeah. Nicky Moore, he's more like a blocking tight end than an actual catching tight end, which is a bit mm. crazy because he's good in the end zone. So. Yeah, didn't I, they get rid of their catching tight end? Didn't they? I think. They, had, they waved him or they injured Giuseppe Gessi. No, he was he got they, one catch at the weekend for one yard. They, they said at the start of the year that they were basically turning him into a, uh, a he was going to be doing more blocking than catching this year, which has really screwed me over. Because you had it, Irv's like, I'll find another one. Yeah. I mean, it's, I have him and Irv Smith in one league, and neither of them are catching. Oh, yeah. Tight ends. But... Well, you might need to be looking at the waivers on those ones pretty soon. Well, look yeah. at Komet. He had nothing as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, just the, the so-called up-and-coming tight ends, Earl Smith and Komet. Did, did did Smith anything actually anything? catch anything, but yeah, everything went to Jefferson because he was that open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then well, you yeah, spend, that's the thing. You look at, as we're talking of like up-and-coming uh, tight ends, I mean, Pat Fry, I'm massively big on Pat Fry. Oh, yeah. He was he, great last year, yeah. Um, and I think I think with with obviously them having Mitch Trubisky this year and probably looking at Kenny Pickett next year, if he does well this well does well as the backup this year, that's going to make Frymuth quite important in that offense. Yeah. As you tell, he's going to be the automatic check down, isn't he? He's going to be for those quarterbacks. He's going to be the, the first read or the second read, definitely. Yeah. Well, the, look the at the team they're going to have. They'll have, have Pickens, and you've got. Harris, Fryermuth, even Claypool's young, Johnson's young, but again, Pickens, they're, just, they're going to be a good young team if they can keep mm-hmm. them together. Yeah. And their defence is good, obviously, looking at. Is how long is what out for? Is he. He's is he good, good news. No, it's he's not even on this IR. season. Six weeks, they're saying four to six weeks. Might be, might be, even, might be back in October, I heard. I think I saw on Twitter. Because he had an immense game before he hurt his rib. Yeah, Yeah, apparently it's not it's not torn his pectoral. It's just a a bad pull or something. So it's it's not surgery and out for the season. It seems to be weeks rather than months. So that will help them. I think I've got. Yeah, I I mean, he scored me. He's got me some good points on on a league where I've got a whole you know IDP. So I was looking at do I need to get rid of him? But he's still. Might just be a, a shift him to the bench for a few weeks. Well, one league I'm in, he scored 21 points. Yeah. <laughs> and the it's like one of my highest scores. Yeah. The nearest defenders were like 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> 21 points is like, there's more than, more than like Stafford scored like my seven points on my one. <laughs> like, I got James Cook minus 2.8 points. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I had so many, I had so many when I looked in, it was like, oh, I had, oh, either, but know, he won't get I had Dobbins. You know, I had Dobbins and he didn't score anything or Acres and he's like completely not scored. It's like, oh, you, when your RB1 doesn't score, you're in real trouble, aren't you? Yes. I was shocked when I saw that Acres was down. As, he'd got zero points. I was like, what? What? what well, he, what's that? Well, he had one catch, but it was a backward patch, so it counted as a run and he got stuffed as soon as he caught it. So it was <laughs> 
it was more of a Stafford throwing the ball away before he got killed. He threw it to Acres, so you got just bombarded. It's like, oh, great, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> throw that. Me, throw Com- me under the bus, that one. Complete hospital pass, wasn't it? Yeah. But then look at the Jaguars, Robertson. Eddie ended up so nothing. Yeah, and he, he did well. So, and Carter did well. Hall only got about 40 yards or something like that, and then Carter took over. I think at the start of the season, I, I think I picked up quite a lot of Carter because I, I there was talk. I think at one point there was talk that Brees Hall was going to be the third running back in mm-hmm. that offense, and obviously they it was all just rumor. He's he think he's now back up to Carter, and and I mean Carter was unlucky in his first year, and this year yeah. he started off well. well. I said that in the previous pods with uh, what's Connor because he was good last year. Just had mm-hmm. to keep him fit, but when he was fit, he was a good running back, right? For a bad team, okay. So, so then they're going. I was quite surprised they took Hall because they had Carter, but obviously the two of them you just have to get together. Them on the it's interesting, as you say, you know, when you're talking about running backs earlier, Sam, you know, Brees Hall was the first running back off the board and he was a second rounder, yeah. You know, that just kind of shows that sort of mentality shift. And you know, you always used to remember first round running backs. The fact that the you know last year the first running back was a second round has shows it all about the way that the NFL is shifting. Yeah. What I mean, round did the What round did the Chiefs get Pacheco? Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah, because yeah, he scored a touchdown at the end as well. Yeah, he, he's he's that training. He's the he's the um the preseason training squad and the preseason game name, hasn't he? Who's come out of nowhere? Yeah. The the rookie that seems to have jumped on and got on a roster spot. So. Everyone's got their eye on him. I know Edward Zelaya managed to score two touchdowns, is not he? They were passes, though, I think. They were shovel passes. Yeah, well, shovel pass underneath or whatever. So, yeah. Be interesting. So, that's week one out of the way. So, I appreciate you guys jumping on for us. Um, good luck this weekend. I'm sure we'll be think- keeping fingers crossed. I'll be keeping abreast of everything, trying to hopefully see the, the, the Rams bounce back. Not too well, Sam. <laughs> Well, we'll see you on next John, week when we're all one and one. We're all one and one next week, Johnny. I see you're keeping optimistic there, Johnny, with your Giants. I'm a Giants fan. Um, I'm always optimistic. <laughs> There's always te- you're always slightly tempered. But it's the first time since 2016 we've had a winning record at all. So can so can you stop the season you right now? It for a week, like, you know. Brilliant, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much for joining. Cheers. Cheers.